Hey students, welcome to episode 47 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazaroni. My guest this week is Ian Mullen, my classmate in the Cyan cohort. We talk about irreverent comedy, food options near the training center, and the inspiration for Sit Down, Ian's short documentary about the chairs of Second City. On with the show. I think it would start probably in when I was in college. And I had a, I was getting my degree in journalism, and where was that at? Franklin College, which is in Indiana. I played soccer all the way through college because I'm an athlete. Nice. Um, Were you on a college scholarship, or did you walk? Uh, it was D three, so there's no there was no athletic scholarships, but uh, I was okay. on an academic scholarship, Tony, because thank you very much. I don't have two hands free, so I'm applauding with clap, 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 yep. clap, clap, clap. Nice work. Um, yeah, and then I was doing journalism and. I don't know. I'm sure you can imagine. What did you make? What did you study? Uh, mine was well. I wound up with music, media production, and science and technology studies combined minors to get a major. That makes that that, that just this just made sense. <laughs> this just made, this just came to this just makes perfect sense. It all gelled together yeah, right then. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was doing journalism, broadcast journalism. Yeah. And the way that it works was, you would do your classes, and then you would they would funnel you into this program they have at the state house, the Indiana State House, to like do reporting mm-hmm. on the state house. Which is can we local, curse on here? Lo, yeah, local level C-SPAN. Yeah, yeah. Can we curse on your podcast? Yeah, go for it. it. Like it is so fucking boring. <laughs> like, and I didn't do it because I didn't want to cover Indiana politics. And I mean, maybe it's not boring. I just it looked boring, and the people I talked to, it was boring. It sounds like C-SPAN. Yeah, it is, and it's for Indiana, and I'm not from Indiana. And even if I even if it was in Ohio, which is where I'm from. I wouldn't want to do it, I don't think. I would only want to do it like on a national level, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. And it just was apparent that working in the news was going to be depressing, and like it was going to get depressing. I mean, how it is now, I can't imagine. And yeah. that was before whatever we're doing dealing with now. But So then I kind of just started to like focus on film and, and that sort of area, and less away from news, and... Um, started doing like smaller like sketch videos when I was in college, and mm. then... After I graduated, continued to do that, and then I found out about this place because Sarah Amar mm-hmm. has she been on the cast on the PCAST? She has not, but I've I've worked with her. Uh, I need to get her on at some point in time. Mm, Sarah Amar. We actually knew a lot of the same people. Before yeah, that's coming true. Here which is she so weird. DC. Yeah, she was in DC, which I, yeah, she's a badass. Yep. Um, but she got into this, and we were in the same improv theater in Dayton, yeah. which is where I'm from. And it was a weird thing of like, oh, that's so cool. They're only going to take one person from Dayton because there's only like, when you're in Dayton, you're like, there's only 500 people here, yeah. max. <laughs> and there's like, you know, 30,000 people in Dayton. Half of them were at the brewery I went to when I went there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because there's nowhere, yeah, there's nothing. There's not that There's either there. that or like four Applebee's or, <laughs> you know. Well, which one list. is the good Applebee's? That's the that's the real question. You know, we're not an Applebee's family. Um, I would not stoop <laughs> to that level. <laughs> it's It's pretty good. I, th- I don't know many here, but um, I heard it from Sarah, and then I applied, and I got here, mm-hmm. and man, what a crazy year! I was thinking about that this weekend because yeah, I just graduated. You just graduated, what four? A couple of days ago, five days ago, five days ago, yeah, something like that. Four days ago, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, today is ago. Wednesday. Yes, twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. I don't know. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, what a crazy year. And, um, yeah, how I got here. I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm feeling very, uh, 
not nostalgic right now, but I don't know. It was just an intense, an yeah. intense one year of. But how could it be intense if it was all about comedy? You know what I mean? But oh, it's, it's still, still intense. intense. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a funny thing to think about of, you know, looking back throughout the year and being like, staying up and stressing over certain things. And then you realize you're stressing over some sketch about something ridiculous. Yeah. You know, which is a fun way to look at it instead of when you're in college and you're stressing out about a French test. You forget French like right. six months after you're done. Right. Yeah. Well, and the stuff here, it's, it's, it's because there's no grades. There's like no, there's nothing pushing you to yeah, spend weird... that much energy on it. Yeah. Other than your own personal level of competitiveness mixed with your own personal drive right. for creating the right. thing as best you possibly can. Right. And I almost, it almost seems like it's a way, it's, it can serve as a wake up call. For everyone, because if there are no grades, how we're all brought up through school, that's what you're that's what you're fearful of. Yeah. That's why you do it. Whereas here it's like you're doing it because you want to do it. Right. And the only thing that's letting you not do it is yourself. So you have to like kind of tell yourself being like the only person I'm hurting is myself by yeah. not doing it. Yeah. That sounded so stupid. I, no, I no, no, no. Like it makes sense. Like it's yeah. it, but it, that's the justification. It's yeah. strictly self driven for Right, uh, and for I think everything. that's a great thing. Yeah. It can, it can, yeah, it can like help you. I mean, it helped me just like get myself going a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think it scales the school for people too, because it lets somebody come in with zero background and get to exactly fifty percent of where they need to be, and somebody that comes in with like fifty percent of the background get to a hundred percent of where they need to be, you know, and and kind of fill in the blanks. Right, and then everyone's endpoint looks different. Yeah, but as long as you, you know, if you put it, it's an improvement for yourself. Yeah. Like, it's almost, you know, with improv classes and stuff like that, you can take a lot of schools will let you start over from level one and go back through it again. Like, it's almost one of those things where I could see benefits for people of doing this program twice uh, down the road. Probably not something like they would have somebody turn around. But I I could see there are some people that would be able to get more out of it the second time through, given the basis of what they learned the first time. Yeah, it's interesting to look at it like that. Uh, That's that's a possibility. I wonder if they, yeah. But the financially, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing where, <laughs> you know, it is just one year, so that's what makes it crazy. So yeah, I always wonder, what would it be if it was a year and a half, or what would it be if it was two years? But I think a year is, I mean, it's kind of the trial. By, I'm a big fan of trial by fire. Yeah, where you're just thrown into something and then. When we didn't get Angie Gaffney, but apparently in her class, she she would say that like our level of output for this year is nuts. Nobody d- nobody goes this hard for this yeah, long yeah, in this it's industry. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, she's big on... Because she, she did the workshop for us back in term one or yeah. something like that that was talking about... Yeah, uh, she showed uh, us that time, you know, Sunday candy video, which blows my mind that she was a, a producer that. on that. Yeah. yeah. And then she's in the, if you watch the behind-the-scenes videos, you see her yeah, in a couple yeah. of them. It's amazing. And she just dropped that very casually, and I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> it's just like, let's watch a video that I made, that I produced... And, and yet, there are plenty of other people out there that may not be big Chance the Rapper fans that are that are just going to be like completely, yeah, like over their heads. Yeah. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's such a cool <laughs> and to be in this in like in this city and and hear that type of how that came about. It's, yeah, it was a really cool thing. Um, yeah, I was going to say something. I forget what it was. Yeah, it'll come up later. <laughs> So yeah. what uh, what are your actual like comedic influences coming in for this? Because you've <laughs> You, out of everybody here, I felt like had 
the clearest voice coming in uh for for what your comedic sensibility was whether you felt that or not like mm-hmm. it felt to me like you knew where you were trying mm-hmm. to go with it um and i think that the chairs video uh which if you haven't seen it if you go to second city's youtube page you can see ian's chairs uh, video secondcity.com yep. slash chairs is that it no, that's not oh it. I they don't should know what do it that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but know what it is. It's a it's a video that you did in term one for mm-hmm. our uh, uh, um, nonfiction uh, project, uh, uh, hum- hum- humorous nonfiction, humorous project. nonfiction, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just about the chairs of Second City and Correct. the selection process behind them and how you worked through problems of not being able to get the guy on camera who yeah uh, who was Bob who was Bob who was, is wonderful he's a wonderful person but didn't want to be, didn't on, camera be on camera for camera. it and and yet you worked around that in a funny way you got another layer out of that like you just had a, a very strong sensibility and that was how many, how many video projects had you done before that well like I said before that I was just doing like. I mean, I did a lot of like little sketch things in college, and mm-hmm. then afterwards I was doing some. So I had experience, and then also like in high school, hashtag high school. Uh, <laughs> I was we did they did like a weekly uh, SNL type play it at lunch. Okay. Uh, show where you like throughout the week you would just work on a video, and then so I have a lot of background in like making short videos. So yeah. So that yeah. you had that to draw on. So yeah, the, the yeah. editing piece was kind of out of the way as being like right, right. the functional problem. Right. For I didn't have to worry about uh, technically worrying about pulling it off. Right. But like there are still some flaws in it, which I find funny. Like if you have seen it, the first shot is me sitting down in a chair and it's out of focus because I don't like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Because I didn't really understand. And yet it winds up feeling intentional. At right. times for stuff like like you, I that's something I could watch it and justify that, right? And be like, and no one's brought it up because it doesn't matter. You're also sitting there with a slack jawed look on your face, and right. you, you like, look yeah, like the kind of person that would leave the vi- the footage exactly. out out of yeah. focus, which yeah. winds up playing into the character, like right. it, wh- accidental or intentional. It doesn't matter because it still works, right? And then yeah, that was um, also that video. Fun fact for the for the podcast listeners, yeah, was partially inspired by. Two things. Um, the scene in uh, Knocked Up. The scene in Knocked Up where they're in the hotel room on mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Yes, and he's like, there's so many chairs in this room. And he lines them up. <laughs> and I think that was in my head. And also, we had just watched in class a video of uh, who, whoever the artist was that put dots on yeah. things. And they were like, this is his Wi-Fi password. This is his yeah computer. Uh, this is his it was uh oh he had a fun name let's uh, just move on so that if someone yeah. knows it it'll drive them crazy they'll figure it out uh narrated by tom was it tom waits did yeah the, it was someone the, the voiceover? And, was, and seeing that video i was like oh this is what humorous nonfiction can be you can just make something yeah still true but also very funny yeah and yeah and uh, the, you did do a lot of stylistic touches that are in there that are hysterical and uh, the a lot that you start the <laughs> yeah. next line under the word like how many chairs are in this building a lot of the, and then you're just into the next line yeah um, there's i mean it was a fun thing it was fun the freeze frame on brady with the, with the <laughs> brady's <laughs> so great Not in bob that. brady's so funny in that and that was before we even knew we really knew each other and yeah and she just kind of went off and it was and really will funny. with the Ugh. the hands Ugh. <laughs> go uh, find the video. If you haven't seen this video, go yeah. find it. It's easy to find online. It is. Uh, it is. It is super popular out there. Um, but yeah, so you you had that sensibility coming in to be able to create that stuff. Mm. Uh, and so 
you know, I'm, I'm interested in what, how, where, where's that from? What is, is it just from the stuff that you'd created before or what stuff were you looking at? And, and that's a good question. I, I don't, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, my dad would watch a lot of Monty Python. So I think there's a lot coming from that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of the, the, their whole surreal nature and their kind of nonchalant way they handle things. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of streamlining my thoughts here. Um, but you know what I mean? I feel like, like when you look at like the Holy Grail, they're doing something, they're taking a serious subject like King Arthur and they're like genuinely want to tell a story about King Arthur, but they like can't help but make yeah. it funny. Yeah. Which is, I think where it comes from. I'm also thinking out loud. Um, but also they, 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 that's another one where they did like unique, funny ways of getting around problems. Like they couldn't get horses. So that's where the whole right, like, yeah, exactly. coconuts and, yeah, comes from. Yeah, and they use coconuts and. So maybe subconsciously it comes from there. A lot of Monty Python, a lot of, uh, um, it's not a comedic influence, but like with my, I've come to realize I'm very influenced by the Aaron Sorkin style mm-hmm. dialogue and that quick type of, just quick storytelling. Yeah. If, like quick in a, not a sense that it's moving fast, but just the underlying tone is quick. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You got to, the, the people that are going to catch it are going to get the film on a, higher level than the right people. right because i'm the same way i love yeah i love sorkin stuff and it's like, like yeah. when i was writing my my feature like i i purposely binged on a bunch of sorkin stuff oh yeah i would do some i would do the same thing it. when i was writing masterpiece and when i was making it and when we were on set and when we were i was just like we need to go faster and it mm-hmm. needs to be like back and forth of kind of like a almost a a play type uh yeah like a play pacing, type yeah. pacing of just yeah. like let's really go at it so that's where it comes from a little bit, and he's always said that assume the audience is smart, which I, which I really like, and I think that they taught us that here as well. They kind of hammer that in, like yeah. don't assume the audience is dumb, because you know they're smarter than you think they are. Right. So you don't have to waste time doing it. Yeah. I remember I did a video. It was I was thinking I think I submitted it to come here. Um, I did a video where. <laughs> Are we supposed to talk about ourselves like this? Yeah. Okay. I just realized I hate talking about myself just in this moment. It's I was okay. like, but I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm enjoying it. Because I'm a star. <laughs> I'm a star. I want you everybody are. to know I'm a star. You're 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 a big deal. <laughs> you are absolutely a big deal. I was gonna come in and just do my Michael Caine impression the whole time, but I didn't think I could do it for forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she was only sixteen years. I'd just be like the chase. Let's talk about the chase. But I don't think I could do it. That was horrible. Um, I submitted a video of, and it was a, it was a sketch of me playing um, like a intern for the FBI mm-hmm. um, in Dayton, and I see someone jaywalking, and I approach them, and I'm like, "You were jaywalking. Let me see your license." And they hand me uh, a fake license for Brad Pitt, which is like it just says like Hollywood USA. It's one of those things that you like you get novelty a, item. Yeah, 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 yeah. Novelty item in Hollywood. And the whole thing was like, he hands me that and, you know, and then, and then I'm like, oh, you're Brad Pitt, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing he hands me is a script for Fight Club. And then the next thing is um, a DVD for Ocean's 12 to like keep putting on this thing that he might actually be Brad Pitt. Okay. And then the last like thing is he's wearing a mask that is Brad Pitt. And then I just believe that he is Brad Pitt and I don't (laughs) arrest him for jaywalking. I'm just like, wow, I get to meet Brad Pitt. 
<laughs> and I feel like that video sums up like what I'm trying to go for when I because I remember when I make it, I was like, this is surreal and it's weird, but it's not too far out, right? You know, and it's it's got that. I like making things that when when you watch it with people and people watch it and like when you go to movies and and you get that feeling of we're all in this together mm. we're like being let in on a secret that no one else gets besides us because we all love this thing yeah and I like making things like that I think that's such a cool feeling oh, you did that with the rock video that one was the yeah <laughs> was very like, much like inside joke of of like yeah like both how terrible and wonderful rock movies are right and then <laughs> you know and sometimes it doesn't work like I showed I was talking to my dad last week and i was like yeah i made that video about the rock and he was like what i was like i literally showed it to you and he's like yeah i must have not remembered <laughs> so like you know it's whatever yeah but i don't know yeah monty python a little bit of sork mm-hmm. um i could see monty python too in uh in the uh the catch video that yeah you and, you and scott yeah. still swear is the dumbest thing you created and all of us love it we were <laughs> so nervous about showing that video because we thought it was so bad. It's amazingly funny. <laughs> and it was awesome. It's great. Yeah. Um, I'll explain it this time for those of you who haven't seen it. Sure. It's just, uh, we're supposed to film a you video. You mean it's not publicly available online? It is for anybody publicly available go? online. Okay. So uh, somebody can find it. I don't remember what the, t- I don't remember what the title is, but uh, it is on my website, ianmullinishere.com. Nice. Um, Plugs are later, but okay. Plugs are later. Uh, <laughs> but it's just Scott and I throwing... We were supposed to film a video of us playing catch and make it, you know, that's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we would show these, we would show the videos in class and like yours was a funny video of people playing catch, literally playing catch. Mm-hmm. Catch being defined as tossing something back and forth between two people. Yeah. Um, and then most of the videos like that. And Scott and I's video was just me throwing a football at statues. And we made it in under an hour. And... I remember him and I genuinely feeling like we're about to be really embarrassed by this because it's so bad and, and dumb. And, and it, we it loved was, it. It was great. And it's and I mean, bad and dumb to whatever degree it is is part of what makes it work. Right. Like it's right. if it were if you took it one hundred percent seriously, it wouldn't have been as fun as just right. You know. That's that's that uh, irreverence, like irreverence in general, just makes irreverence things. is a great, uh, it's a great word of how I like to make stuff. Yeah, like very irreverent. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, people use irreverence to this is a tangent. People use irreverence to describe the Lego movies a lot, and I think that's very funny. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect example of what it is. And it's it I, I will say irreverence makes me more fond of the the teller or the like the yeah lego lego earns more respect for me for being irreverent about itself right because if you're not like, it's just like a movie about legos yeah anybody that can take the piss out of themselves i will appreciate more than yeah. the one that it, that takes things way too fucking seriously especially in a smart way which is just yeah. a double which is a double thing but um just going back to the uh catch video real quick i think what also what made that funny was um and I mean this in the best way. That was the first time I think Scott had really used his camera. Mm-hmm. So he was still trying to like figure out how to use it. Yeah. And there's like unintentional weird zooms and like out of focus, in focus. <laughs> things so it, feel, that happen it feels very like, office at yeah, times feel, with and that. It's, it's just adds to this like horrid video. 
and it's so funny. <laughs> and like Scott, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things in that video is I throw it and hit a statue, and I run and pick up the ball, and you hear Scott, like I make a thumbs up to the camera, and then you hear Scott just go, yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott, random, random exclamations because in uh, rebound, Richard did his final during the. Uh, during the oh, he's uh, so funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! He's so funny. Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. Past guest on the show, Scott Fenton. Last guest? No, past guest. He's, past guest. He's, he's, he's past guest. Yeah. Yeah, you're one of my last cyan people to get. Are you gonna keep keep going? Uh, I don't know. That's that's I I'm getting everybody in our cohort. Uh, I have Cindy is the only one left now, hmm. uh, to get, and then um, and then I'm gonna probably get. I just record with Tile. That was that's going up uh, next week. For those of you that are listening, you'll get to hear. Ooh, with, uh, when is this going up? This will go up Christmas Eve. Whoa! This is your Christmas gift. Unwrap that Christmas present of us of, of talking. Us talking. Isn't that isn't that what everybody wants to listen to on Christmas? The plus side is this is still better than any political conversation at, at True. home. True. True. <laughs> Do you Yeah, because the yeah, like when I listen to podcasts, if it's not about nothing, yeah. then I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. Unless it's yeah, that makes sense. Meandering makes more fun. It yeah. makes it more fun. Yeah. yeah. Unless, yeah, because that's where that's where you get to the the core of who someone. Let's is. not talk about podcasting while on a podcast. Oh, but I want to talk about podcasting in podcasts while I'm on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Can we go like mm-hmm. one layer deeper with mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about our favorite podcast about podcasting. <laughs> there's got to be at least at least ten. There, there's one good one. When about I was trying to figure out this show. The there's to be one. at least ten podcasts about podcasting out oh, in I'm the sure. world. I'm at sure. least ten. Yeah. Which is, I don't know why I just thought this, but that reminded me of uh, Madding and Burke, also former guest, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking to her the other day, and I was like, how many times do you think we went to Potbelly this year? Because there's a Potbelly right near the school. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was over 50, 50 times, <laughs> which is crazy. For me and Andy, it's Chipotle. <laughs> right? Right in the building, too. And there, there was a weird period in the middle of the year, or like in the middle of each term, where you're like... I could get Chipotle or I could get Potbelly, oh, but I don't want to because I had it last week. Yeah, and you just get it and you hate it. Yeah, but you're like, there's no. And we other had options. Treasure Island until they closed. Oh, R.I.P. That's that one was R.I.P. There's actually weirdly not any, not a lot of. I'm sure there is, but there's not a lot of places to get something quickly around here. Yeah. Maybe. That aren't like yeah. So we what? have uh, Subway, Jersey Mike, not Jersey Mike's. Um, if there's a Jersey uh, Mike's around here, I wow, know, my short would points would have been through the roof. Yeah, no, it's not Jersey Mike's. It's uh, 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 Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Uh, Jimmy John's. Uh, Chipotle. Pot Belly, Pot Chipotle. Belly, uh, McDonald's. Yeah. This the uh, um, Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. The the Poke Bowl. Ma- yeah, you said McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Treasure Island, man. That's like a loss to the city of Chicago. Yeah. I are Treasure Islands. That was the first time I'd ever seen a Treasure Island. Yeah, there it's a chain around here, and there Just there here? were some that were relatively new too, because I remember back in term one when I started thinking about doing what eventually became the editor, um, and I was going to try and do that uh, the the whole very much match the the Looney Tunes thing. Yes, and I was going to shoot in a grocery Island. store. I uh, I was like, oh, I need a big chain grocery store, and that seemed like one that was attainable because they were still regional. Um, luckily, I didn't try and go down that path because they would have been closed by the time I That's <laughs> shot, so <true>. my <laughs> shot my term three. That's so true. But yeah, uh, 
and so but i found their their corporate offices are here there's i think like so maybe it was just 10, here i don't know 10 or 15 yeah Where i think you it was from, just you're here. from dc right yeah what's the chain the chain around there uh it's become Harris Teeter, but they moved in while I lived there. I, That's from that North was a Carolina. Language, what you just Her, said. Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter's great. They're they're from North Carolina, uh, in the land of Harris Teeter and Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Win Dixie. It makes me think of Win Dixie. Win Dixie. Win Dixie actually wasn't around that part of the country. Win Dixie, I think, is more cent- center of the co- of the country, like in, Albertson's territory too. In uh, Dayton, you have Kroger. Mm-hmm. Um, Kroger I had in college. We used to have Cub Foods, which closed. Cub Foods, I remember that. Uh, Whole Foods, obviously. And Big Dayton is a Dorothy Lane Market, which is a very ah, uh, with niche. We had so if you're ever in Dayton. Food Lion was another big one. Food Lion, yep. Uh, Kroger, Albertsons wasn't. I'm trying to think of what else was in Charlotte when I lived there. I just also always the went first to time I've seen a Mariana's, which is part of the Kroger, yeah, Kroger that, company. That's, yep. Uh, upscale version of Kroger. Like yeah, yeah. Kroger for the Whole Foods customers. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a Whole Foods, if there's not a Kroger around, and you're too far away from Whole Foods, you go to Mariana's. Uh, oh, uh, Wegmans. Oh, you ever heard geez, of Wegmans? No. Wegmans is apparently like Mariano's on crack. Like it's, uh, uh, I've been to one one time, and it was it's great because they have like apartment de- apartment department heads in each department that are well-versed in that subject. So you can go up and you can find not only the guy at the butcher counter that know, knows what he's talking about, but somebody everything. in, yeah. in like, uh, I mean like in housewares that can tell you like what everything does there. And it like, yeah, it's, it's kind of insane. And some of them are even set up like markets where there's not like rows, like a standard grocery store, but they're oh, almost like cool. kind of wander through market uh, style uh, with like the bushels of, you know, fruits and veggies and stuff like that. my, uh, a girl I did was super into Wegmans, like it was her favorite thing in the world. They uh, the Whole Foods they like do that. The Whole Foods in Dayton, I know they did that, and they probably do it here, where you just go and have like a wine night, and you walk around the store and get different yeah. wines. Man, grocery stores are so interesting. <laughs> I love I love when our film podcast heard about grocery stores. Yeah, but like you can look at people, you can you can be standing next to someone and look in their basket and know a lot about that person in mm-hmm. five seconds. Oh yeah. Which is crazy because now I'm just thinking about what people say when I have my basket. Because usually, Megan, my girlfriend, and I are just like <laughs> scrambling to buy things. So it'll be like, you know, dishwasher detergent and like Chester's hot snacks. And, and that's this it. is despite living directly across the street from a jewel Yeah, but we moved. We did move. Oh, that's right. We moved down uh, North Broadway. So we're closer to the Marianas. So now we're Marianas people. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Also, you can get judged in a grocery store very weirdly, which is like there are times to go to grocery to go to the grocery store store too to see interesting people. Apparently, like uh, a friend of mine was this is creepy end of it, but he always thought that like going on a Saturday during the day was the best way to potentially bump into somebody you could date <laughs> at the grocery store. Well, I remember Cartla, <laughs> who taught uh, our production workshop, said she goes shopping. I feel like sometime during the morning or during the day because no one would be there. Yeah. I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, I, I go late night. Like I'm 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 or the guy that will night. go at like eleven thirty uh to, to Jewel when there's no lines or anything like that. And I can As long as you don't go hungry. That's the big key. Yeah. Anyway. Eat something. Your mom wants you to eat something. Right. She right. would appreciate that. Correct. Um so what are you what are you trying to do going back on topic? What uh what are you trying to do with, with this? Where do you want to go? Now now that you are a graduate of the Harold Ramis Film mm. School, 
What's your uh, What's your aim? What's the game plan? Um, take a break. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and force myself to take a break. Um, for like January, I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> I think I'll get pretty restless. Um, I'm already working on stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I can't get away from it. And also, like I have my quote unquote day job, so that's every week. Can you, are you willing to say what your day job is? Oh, I work for uh, the Star Talk Podcast Network, which is um, uh, Star Talk Radio with Neil deGrasse Tyson, Star Talk All Stars, and Playing with Science, which is a sports science podcast. Mm-hmm. And I do like social media and copywriting for all three of those. So if you read one of the descriptions on one of those podcasts, it's it is more me. likely. It is me. Write. It is you. It You're is writing me. all of them. Okay, yes. that's awesome. It is me, and then if you go on Playing with Science, um, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, it is me. It's all me, mostly. And, uh, yeah, so it's fun. But, like, you know, that's every week, so I won't get too much of a break. But it's good practice, though, too, because you're just constantly creating content. Oh, yeah, and and, and and there are limitations. You know, you have to put it in a formula, and right. it has to be fresh and new, but it also has to keep with the same branding and type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'll be doing that. But, I don't know, I'm excited to... Be in the city and not be in a year intensive program and yeah. just kind of, you know, maybe take classes at the Annoyance or IO over here. And then I think my next project will try, probably try and do a, a pilot for a podcast, like a fictional podcast. Mm-hmm. One of those uh, I was, I, serials, like for lack of a better term, like a serial podcast, like, you know, world building. Yeah. Where you're using all of your ears is what I like to Hello say. Hello from the Magic Tavern. That yes. Sort of thing. Or like Mr. Botany, Botanum's Botanarium or something. Okay. The one with Jermaine Clement. Yeah. So I think that'd be fun. And it's just kind of a change of pace, but also still in the same world. Right. You know? And then my film, Masterpiece, that I made, I'm going to submit that to a bunch of places because I think it has some potential. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that one turned out great. Yeah. And you've got amazing performances in there. Yeah. And I mean, the performances were much better than. And I mean this in a great way. They were much better than what we were expecting. Yeah. And it was awesome. Um, so I'm excited to submit that and see. You know, we were talking with Jack, uh, and he was like, submit to places you want to go, which I thought was interesting. Because, like, there are ones you want to submit to just because you want to submit there. But also, you know, I wasn't going to submit to Portland. But then I was like, I've never been to Portland. Yeah. And worst best case scenario is... We get to go. Worst case scenario is I still don't go to Portland, <laughs> and I just go if later. You, if you get to go, let me know. I, I have friends up there that that uh, go to those festivals. Um, oh, nice. The the guy who I was consulting for as the for help with my Indiegogo, uh, who's working on um, the uh, the Ska documentary and mm-hmm. uh, the the last blockbuster documentary. Oh, nice. Uh, he crowdfunded both of those successfully through Kickstarter. Uh, so I called him up one day and I was like, "Hey, can you just t- tell me about Give me the the, tips. your experience?" And he was totally like here's all my cards on the table like there was there was no question that i that i could ask that wasn't like too that was too personal or anything like like he was every question i had he was he was full open to, to answer it and he's he's deep in the in the scene up there nice uh taylor morden for anybody that wants to look seems him up like from a fun, motion it seems pictures. like a really fun place to be yeah uh and it, it seems just have you so been I've, there? Been, I've never been to portland i've been to Asheville, which i've heard people say is like the portland of the east coast like it's it's very <laughs> artsy uh <laughs> and and very very artsy very bohemian but also like not not uh not hipsterish to the point of hating everything right you know what i mean like it, it's not it's not like new york where where there's 
there's the cool part and the not cool part, and those change every week. Like right. it, everybody's just kind of okay with with Chill. what it is, and it's like oh, I'm gonna try something new, and everybody's supportive of it. That's what know? it's like uh, if you go to Melbourne. In Australia. Oh, yeah. It's very chill like that. Yeah. And it, it just seems, that's what Asheville is like. So that, that feels to me like what Portland would be like. It should be fun. I mean, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to have something that could get places. Yeah. Like that could get into anything. Because I think that's the coolest thing. It's just to like screen your film and yeah. make people feel the feels. Are you going to submit ISS anywhere? Is it ISS still or what, what's it called? Oh, uh, the screenplay. Yeah. Stuck in orbit. Stuck in orbit. Um, Maybe. I don't know. That might have... I don't know what that is. I'm going to like give it a little bit and then reread it and see how I feel about it cuz maybe it was just something to get on my head or maybe it was maybe it is something, maybe it's something not. I don't know. Right. So I'm going to figure it out. But um yeah. I also like being here a lot. I think this is a cool place. Yeah. I feel no pressure to which going back to what I was saying where um everyone has their own endpoint mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter because it's yours and yeah. You shouldn't hold yourself to other people. It's like weird to you can feel some people it's like a pressure to move or not move. And I don't know if you have that, but I don't have that at all. Mm-hmm. I feel so at home here and so like I just want to like explore more. It goes it's also goes back to what I was saying of like not being in an intensive program. Right. And just being in a city cuz I wanted to move here anyway before I got into this. Right. So maybe I'm a little biased of just wanting to be here, but Well, and I I feel a pressure only from the standpoint of if I want to direct stuff. Right. It sounds like you really have to be if you want to direct or if you want to be in a writer's room, you have to be LA. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's just that that's the run of it. But um on the flip side, I also I'm one of those guys that looks at that and and gets pissed off and says, No, I'm I'm gonna do something different and right. say I would rather try and create something here and create my own writer's room here and direct my own stuff here and right. get that on the scene somehow as opposed to just conforming to the way that's always been done yeah and yeah. you know maybe that's I stupid that. maybe i'll i'll regret that in you know a year or two uh when, when i when i've spun my wheels for a while but so far i haven't hit any major roadblocks that are like no you can't do that no like, i mean i look at guys like dave pasquazi and uh exactly and michael shannon who exactly. both live right here in this area exactly. and still both work excessively like they're able to do whatever they want to right. uh but they live here in chicago and they've made they've made concessions as far as their career goes to be able to continue to stay here uh and they have to travel more to, to go do stuff elsewhere but I, I don't feel like it's an untenable situation for no them. and you're yeah it just yeah i don't have anything to add I, yeah i agree <laughs> i think i mean plus one it's just a cool it's a cool place to be and if you just think about all your all the thing like if you think you can run like if you're like oh I want to move cuz I have exhausted all my options yeah. I guarantee you've not looked everywhere or right. thought hard enough about it cuz of me if I like was like uh there's not a lot to do I can think of like a million things of things that I would ra- would want to do before I leave yeah I think it still is an eventuality but maybe it's not you know I thought it was I thought it was hardcore when I first came here yeah and then after talking with, you know, Kat telling us about her come up and how she does things, Terrence, how he does things, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone that we've come into contact who is, quote unquote, in the business, yeah, who are here, kind of have deflated the, like, 
you know. But like you said, yeah, they've said it's not it's not a requirement to have to be out there unless you're trying. It it seems like it's unless you're trying to go for certain positions, right? And they and they've shaped it for a different way for me, where it's don't just go out to L.A. or New York and just go out there to go out there, right? You like feel as if you're ready, right? And then go, which is weird, which is like a paradox because you're never ready, right? But I feel like you. You would hit a certain point of, yeah. You know, it's time for me to do something. You know, there's yeah, there's uh, there's that that push out of the nest. There's However, some, big some life of... decisions work. You know, <laughs> there's like there's some innate thing in the universe that comes shooting down, just shoves you out. and just hits you in the brain. That's like, like is this an astrology podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you can admit to that and also be working on no, Star Talk. No, no, I do not. Uh, I do, I, yeah, Star Talk needs an astrology podcast. No, they do not. <laughs> no, they do not. They do not succumb to astrology. Well, in uh, kind of wrapping up here, if people are trying to track you down and see the stuff that you're working on, see anything that you're sharing, possibly find either the chairs video or the catch video. Uh, I'm looking at my phone right now because I genuinely don't know my like Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so <I always laughs> but you do get know it the wrong. website. What was the website? The website ianmullenishere.com. Ian Mullen is here. I was am. Ian Mullen not not? Uh, um, no, actually, that was my first like when I was doing uh, uh, when I was setting up through Squarespace. Squarespace fifteen percent off. If you <laughs> use some offer code, I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> Listen to any. Podcast that was like my first thought. This one. <laughs> and then that was my first thought is to have the website be the, called that. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? I like that website name. I'm yeah. glad I did that. Um, yeah. If you want to find me, here it is. I always forget how many H's there are. Um, at Jan Y A H H N underscore is Twitter. Um, I think my Instagram is the same thing. It's from my nickname Jan. Yeah. It sounds like. Jan. For those NBA players, I was uh, nicknamed Jan in college. After uh, Jan Mahimi, okay. who is the Pacers. I don't know if he's still on the Pacers. Are you a big NBA fan? Mm. Yeah, neither am I. Uh, College basketball fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would catch you checking those V scores. Oh, I, uh, the Virginia Tech, right? Yeah, Virginia Tech. I would uh, catch you checking those. We, we're, we got it. My Instagram the is the starting same. starting in two and a half hours. <laughs> I have a friend who went to Virginia and hates Virginia Tech, so I'm getting both sides of it with you ah. um yeah my instagram is the same at yon y-a-h-h-n underscore <laughs> God, social that. media is so stupid it still cracks me up how many people check their their uh their names before they t- say about here you're not alone really <laughs> yeah that's so funny rachel had to do it the other day too rachel mason <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is so funny it's just like yeah sometimes you just make it and you forget about it it's like your phone number like you know your phone number, but there's a point where like you you initially get it and you you need to like write it down and or yes say the whole thing. Like somebody asks you the last four digits of your phone number and you have to like think through the first. I do that six with my uh, social security number as well, yeah. which I will say right now. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I have to do that. I have to say the whole thing to get in, it. Yeah, in, in order to get it. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's so stupid. Um, <laughs> I still have to do that with the alphabet. <laughs> I still will be like. Okay. How often do you need to reference that though? Like the alphabet. <laughs> that's a really fun, that's a really good question because I find myself I feel like doing it more often than I should in life, <laughs> or just like, yeah, why do I need to do that so often? That's so weird. <laughs> Ugh. Well, wrapping up. <laughs> Jan on on y a h h n underscore 
on on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. If people want to track you down and check out your videos yes. and see all the stuff that I'm certain you're going to be creating yes. uh, down the road yes, here. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Keep it crispy. And that was Ian Mullen. Thank you to Ian and to the Harold Ramis Film School and the Second City staff for their help. The song on this week's episode was Zoltan by Piff Tannen. Find more of Piff's music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash piff-tannen. This show is recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazzaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com where you can also find links to all of our past episodes. See you all next week. Class dismissed.